Tonight on Rogue Quadrant, this is the second book in a trilogy, so it can only end well. Explain like Soren Keys is five. Guess who's back? Back again. Karaoke time with Chasna Chadik. And someone, please stop inviting the messenger to our parties. <laughs> please. Please. No one likes it when he shows up. No one knows who invites him. Like, it's probably that fucking Candine guy. Ugh, Can't believe I managed to drag that name up from my memory. Right. Yeah. Get your blood sacrifice somewhere else, bro. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 9, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. And welcome to Season 18, Mission 8, Episode 150, baby, of Rogue Padron. Wait, what? Yeah. 150? That's what we, yeah, we're 150. We, yeah. Hold up. I feel like yep. we should have done something. <laughs> Are we sure we want to keep recording this episode as is? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's fine. We can do something it's with 151 and pretend that's 150. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. It's fine. If you all saw this podcast, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually episode 149. Don't worry. 149 no, and a third. Like <laughs> 149.2. <149. 5. laughs> oh, stop it. Sorry, I was thinking of the Kingdom Hearts numbering system. <laughs> oh. <laughs> episode one, episode one forty nine, three five eight days over two dream drops. <laughs> Rogue Pattern has has a less confusing, no, more confusing. Basically, Rogue Padron canon and Kingdom Sorry. Hearts canon are pretty similar, is what I'm. Yeah, they're at. pretty. They're pretty intertwined at this point. There's <laughs> literally there's there's literally a Kingdom Hearts game called Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Final <laughs> Chapter Prologue. Yeah, it's some shit like that. <laughs> a fragmentary <laughs> passage. Yes. Yep. It keeps going. It just keeps going. I don't. It's like a good that. game, though. It's a great game. <laughs> it's a really good game. Much like Rogue Padron. Yeah, much like we're quadrant. We are uh what's the word I want? We are indecipherable. Yeah, good. Game. Okay, champ. So <laughs> tonight That's what my villagers call me an Animal Crossing Mig. <laughs> so tonight we are finishing up Shadowfall by I almost want to call it Freefall again. Shadowfall by Alexander. Oh, that's because I fucking wrote a Shadow stupid Song. name for it. And <laughs> yes, you did. Shadow Free Shadow Star Free Starfall. Star 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 
you're a mess. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be a exciting uh, last episode. But before that, here is a quick reminder of your hosts. And it's not a sad host intro. <laughs> Yay! If Ash, Roganine, was an object I always lose before I'm done with it, she'd be a nice drawing eraser because she's so useful but just rolls away somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's real life. I've experienced that with Seth multiple times. It's Ash. This is Ash. Okay, well, they're the same person, so... yeah. Oh well, my gosh, that's so funny in my brain. I was just like, yeah, Saf- Saffron's rolled away from me before. And I'm like, where did Saffron roll away? You know, occasionally you just gotta like go to the mountains like a cryptid and not tell anybody where you are. Hey, yeah, <laughs> honestly. I would do that more often if I could around here. Right. Saf, speaking of Saf, <laughs> would Saf. be a pack of sewing needles because I need them, but also they really shouldn't get lost because that results in chaos and danger. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I have all of my sewing needles stuck to a magnet behind um, the thing next to my bed, so hopefully yeah, that just smart. remains uh, good. Have I Once... ever told y'all the time that I like sewed a needle through my finger? <laughs> I do remember that. Yes, I mean I've done Ash. that before. Yeah, who among us, honestly? Yeah, I've done that before, but I sewed my um my pants to my leg once, so you know it's fine. Yeah, um, Danny wrote <laughs> six. They are the same person. <laughs> Danny Rogue Six would be lip balm because they're so helpful, but they also just disappear as soon as you take them out of your bag. <laughs> <laughs> okay, point of qu- question, point of question, point of inquiry. Mm-hmm. Is lip balm actually helpful? Because I feel like I put it on and two seconds later, my lips are like, now we're dry again. Yeah, no, you just helpful. gotta, you just gotta get a good one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think my problem with them is that a lot of them probably have the thing of allergic. I haven't used one in a long time, but I think a lot of them have the thing of allergic to on them. Yeah. So like when I put one on, my entire mouth just starts to feel weird, and I start coughing a lot. Yeah, that seems fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah, that's fine. That's why I don't okay. use them anymore. It's all yeah. good. Well, uh, Heath Rogue Three would be a bottle opener because they're never around when you need them, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need Heath right now? I mean, it is episode 150. Yeah. Why is yeah. he not here? Because um, we gave him permission to not be here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll read the next book with us. Maybe. <laughs> or, and I may read the next book with us. Yeah. I'm, I'm making yeah. finger quotation marks with my fingers, everyone who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and if I was a thing I always lose before I'm really done with it, it would be any fucks given because I just cannot. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Meg, the Damn, sentence structure of that line. one. Yeah, that was just like, well delivered. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a writer. You deserve a, wait, what's the writing one for that? The, the, mm, the Emerson. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I said Emerson. It's nothing to do with anything. I really what are the writing I, awards called? I really hope I win an award one day. I don't know for what, but just for something. I'd really I like want to be able to say award. I'm an award winner. Yeah. We have all won glistening bodies on multiple occasions. I don't know no, what you I all are No, I said I would like a reward. I, I would like an award. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm gonna buy you a trophy that says best podcast mom on it. Oh, yeah. I, I, our I entire podcast is built upon the premise that the glistening body is an actual award, so we cannot let that facade fall now. It's no, it's different because we award glistening bodies, but it's not an award. Yeah, even if we get it, this still like conflict of interest, you know? Yeah. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Right. Um, but if anyone ever gets me a trophy, it will go on my mantle because I do have a mantle. I do love a mantle. I do want a 3D printer, so I feel like now I have to do that. Not have to do that, but get to do that. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, <laughs> speaking anyway. of things we have to do, I have a question about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> What's the um, question, Ash? It's not a fun one. So this week was like oh, an absolute... Oh, no, fuck. Sorry. I, I, <laughs> this week was like an absolute clusterfuck for a major for like a variety of reasons um but one of them is just the the star wars fandom at large once again uh showed their whole ass in like regards to handling racism um and my i guess my question would be what is a way to be a more aware uh member of fandom when it comes to uh, issues like this like are there things that we can do specifically that'll make fandom a safer place for marginalized communities and i was wondering what you all thought about that well pro like, tip Danny, number I one say real quickly oh yeah uh ash has definitely shown you off in this job already <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good question <laughs> that's why we promoted her <laughs> yeah damn roasted and he was just like I don't know. Watto's nose looks like a penis, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does, though. It does, though. Maybe one day I'll actually remember that I'm the one doing the listen to the Star Wars question. Now. Sorry, a part of the no, job is forgetting that part you're doing of the magic it. is yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Danny, I think you're going to say something about the actual question. Well, we're so far away from the reference now. I don't. I was going to say a pro tip is that showing your ass is not an effective way to combat racism because oh, Ash said yeah. showing your whole ass. It, it would have worked better if it had come immediately after Ash said <laughs> I'm it. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry for ruining like your lost its... Well, then you had to bring up Watto, so like really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Watto thing was on you. We're just showing everything. <laughs> Much like Watto. And still not solving racism. <laughs> and probably digging up a host of other issues that we do not there's, want to solve. I'm like, actually, there's a lot of racism when we get into Watto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, let's not bring up Watto when it comes to this. <laughs> Like bring it, bring it back to the the question. Yeah. I just feel like lately, especially, I have seen a lot of just again, like people showing their whole ass in regards to like how marginalized people are treated in fandom. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you know, I feel like we've done a a pretty good job at kind of cultivating a space where people feel safe. At least I hope we have. I mean, I've I've been told that by a couple different people but i'm not sure and i've just been thinking a lot about how to be a more proactive member of fandom so i can like be actively working on being better i guess so i was just curious what y'all's take was on that a large part of it is listening to other people and then actually hearing what they're saying instead of just listening no i think um, a large part of it is listening to other people oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what Danny said. <laughs> they said it louder, so they said it better. <laughs> no, a large, a large part of it is just listening to people and then following their lead. And like, if you're not sure what to do, reaching out to people that you do know, um, 
and asking is honestly okay. Like, obviously, don't just reach out to people you don't know and be like, hey, what do I do here? Um, but, like, if you do know people and you can always just be like, hey, like, I don't want to bother you. You don't have to answer this. But, like, is there a way that I can help you or, like, help what's happening? And a lot of it is also just if you have any kind of voice, just yelling at the people who are showing their whole ass and tell them to stop showing the whole ass. Just tell them to pull out their fucking pants. That should just be, like, a... a- a common response that we have ready to go when pull you see pants. bullshit on the internet is just say pull up your pants and <laughs> yeah. just know what we mean by it i'm gonna start using that i'm gonna start using that is there oh we can use the one there's a, the the part of um attack of the clones where dexter jetster um has to pull up his pants and so you can just use that image and just be like pull up your pants <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to fight racism in fandom with Dexter Jetster. Yeah. Hell yeah. Somewhere I just heard Dylan, like, scream in joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, hello. I'm Meg Humphrey. Um, I am a diversity, equity, and inclusion professional. So I feel like I can speak to this issue both as a... Uh, woman of color, as well as other marginalized identities, um, and also in my professional experience. Uh, Because fandom, so fandom acts, fandom basically acts kind of in that same way, or people in fandom kind of act in that same way that they do with problematic people in their family, which is to pretty much ignore it um unless it directly affects their thing um and so here i wasn't prepared for this where i would have had like a powerpoint <laughs> here, oh, sorry no you're fine no it's we don't need this <laughs> um so here are some good points stop subtweeting and not in the way where um but <clears throat> stop subtweeting in the way where people say things like wow i'm really disappointed in some people in this fandom because then it's not clear what the issue is it's not clear who is making those mistakes because there are a lot of people out there who think that they are fine in what they do and how they approach these topics, um, especially people or podcasts or whatever who are being very quiet and don't speak up about the issues um, or do the things like Disney does and just kind of give vague um, semblances of support, but then don't do anything meaningful or they never speak up about it unless there is a big hubbub that's going on, right? So. One is like being very direct and holding people accountable when they are not doing enough or when they're doing something wrong. Um, Especially this especially goes like in the concept of like whiteness and like white superiority, like those people, especially people who think that they are, you know, liberal, leftist, well-meaning, woke ally white people, they're going to think that they're okay. And some of them are, but then some of them aren't. And they're never going to know unless 
you tell them they will not and even then they might not accept it but at least they heard that hey maybe i need to reevaluate my behavior um another thing is to not wait for these high profile big deal really horrible issues to come up before you start talking about um you know marginalization or problematic things in media or in fandom that you enjoy, right? Like one of the things that I'm very proud about Rogue Padron and the other podcasts that I've been on is that all, like we've never, you know, it's never in our tagline or our headline that like, we care about the diverse issues. Like you'll learn something when you listen to Rogue Padre and like we're, we're champions of the underrepresented. Like we never have to say those sentences because it's very clear when you listen to us talk that we always talk about those things. And we don't, and we talk about the wide area of those things, right? Like you've heard on Rogue Padre, right? Even, even though if we make jokes about like Mike Stackpole's problematic use of slender all the time to especially describe women characters, right? Like that is an issue, but we also do talk about like racism, not just in, world media, but also racism within the fandom, within Lucasfilm, within the real world, because everything that is in fiction does have real world impact. Um, and so we always talk about it. And I think, you know, a lot of listeners out there have told us, like, or thanked us for talking about these things and that they've learned things from us. Um, even though that's like, not in our mission statement, but because like we're people and we care about other people. And, you know, these things need to be talked about all the time, not just when it could make or break your street cred on Twitter um, if you don't say something. Um, or if you- Man, fuck street cred on Twitter. That's just bullshit. You don't yeah, want that. It, it absolutely is. But I mean, people do those things, I know. right? I'm just saying to those people, fuck your street cred. It doesn't right. matter. Um, but like, street cred amongst- Star Wars fans of all things, it does not fucking matter. <laughs> I think people are way too concerned with being overly positive about stuff, just in general. Right. Yeah. But in Star Wars fandom, especially, um, yep. Like you can't if you. Well, and say, it's something we're seeing in our national conversation now too, right? Where there's the calls for unity. A safe space doesn't mean everybody can just do whatever the fuck they want, right? A safe space, an inclusive space, a good space, like an actual good for you space is one that does not let hateful and malicious people and actions happen in it, right? Like the, this was, I had a tweet thread on Saturday about like, a lot of the problematic nature of fandom comes from this positive vibes only, don't bring politics into this kind of standpoint. Because again, fiction does not happen in a bubble. It is our real world. There are real people behind everything. And you can't just have positive vibes when there are very hurtful, negative, criminal things happening to people in your fandom that's not positive I, I strongly believe in moderation of communities right um 
at the discretion of the people instead of just fucking being like, oh, they're not being technically racist and they haven't technically said anything bad. If they're fucking things up and being shitty people, even if you can't like get a proper, like, even if you can't get like a screenshot of them being like, oh, I fucking hate women. Like, right. If people think that if they're hurting people and you know that they're hurting people and if you can't quite put your finger on it, just fucking kick them out. Or right, it's still... like if you have the energy and like the ability yourself to try and like rehabilitate them away from people, do mm-hmm. that because they might be a good friend of yours that you can do that with. But like mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to subject people in a community to like fucking assholes who like would rather send crowds of fucking trolls after them because they said something they didn't like. Like that's a shitty community no matter how many positive vibes you're trying to put into it you cannot fix that by being like oh positive vibes only no you can only fix that by fucking excommunicating those people from your fandom right because again it is the responsibility of the people who are creating the community or are um keepers of that community like i see this come up a lot lately about like live streamers chats and stuff like that where it's like it's your stream you are responsible for the experience that like people watching have for your stream, not just for the content that you personally are giving, but for the content you allow in the chat. And if you just allow people, allow people who are being dicks and being gross in your chat, that's on you, um, right? Like, yes, that's their individual bad behavior, but you have the power to stop it. You and, have the power to foster your own community. Exactly. Like your community reflects on you, no matter, what you do if you don't make like if you don't build the community from the ground up or at least do your best to like that's that reflects on you no matter how positive you try to act yep yep and it is your job as like a live streamer um if you feel like you can't control the content in your chat to get moderators that make sure that that shit doesn't right or turn the chat off get through or turn the chat off yeah like that's and that's Again, I'm like, you see this a lot where people are not taking responsibility in their communities, um, right? But like, you have to realize that like, as a content creator, as a podcaster, as a, a YouTube person, um, right? You are separate now from the community that you're in, right? You're not removed from it, but you have a different position in your community because you are a content creator. Because now you you have you are not just a fan, you are something else and you are disseminating information to people. You are creating a space and a a product for people. And like you do have the responsibility to use that audience and that privilege to do things. And like a lot of people just aren't talking about it. Um, And so Mm -hmm. like talk about, and again, call people out directly. (laughs) Yeah, Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Here's just here's what I'm thinking right now is that um if you're in a situation you don't know to do, do what the fuck Rogue Podron would do. Yeah. Channel us. Like honestly, what would Rogue Podron do? And like even even more so in that, like, what would Meg Humphrey do? Because yeah. um, That's like- I was just gonna say, I'm not comfortable with what Rogue Podron would do because I am not perfect in these situations and I'm still learning a lot. However, yeah. if we amend it to be what would Meg Humphrey do, then Ed's I'm all after in. that too, because Seth's a bitch. Yeah, I mean, Saf would like, <laughs> Saf would go get two knives. And- <laughs> yeah, I'm basically, I'm like a cocked gun. All you have to do is point and shoot, and I will fucking go for whoever's throat that you've aimed me at. I tend to do things a little more diplomatically. So- yeah, if you want to be more diplomatic, be yeah. meek. If you want to, like, fucking destroy lives, yeah. don't, Demand- I don't destroy lives. Vibe you're going See, for. Don't, uh, don't listen. Dyad. 
don't listen to me <laughs> because men go like write people a nice like response email about how they're fucking up and i'll just be like i fuck these people on twitter publicly <laughs> so maybe i will don't. i will go right for their throats you again directly said their name and that's yeah, great because again you are holding people accountable and like that's the issue is that there's no accountability in these things there's no consequences for when you act like a jerk and without consequences no one is actually going to change their behavior because they're not either people are invested in like kind of the positive end right it's the it's the character of the stick and either people are invested because they really do have empathy and they care about the community um and like they want to do better by them or either their audience, their views, like are going to be worse because they are not putting in the effort to change. Um, And it has to be one of the two, but a lot of people aren't on this, like this, this front end, right? They have to do it because of this repercussion that is going to happen to them, this negative repercussion that's going to happen to them if they're not on board. Um, And speaking of the carrot, like, a lot of ways that people do learn is through positive reinforcement, which means that when people do actually speak up and do stuff, don't just fucking ignore them doing it. Or right. like, act like, like if there's someone who's not actually going to do it normally and you see it happen, like do tell them that they're doing something good because that yeah. will reaffirm them and make them believe they're doing the right thing. And, and I feel like most, it. I feel like maybe this is just a naive thing, but I feel like most people, especially if they're coming from like a social justice leftist background, are gonna listen if you say hey what you're doing is if you come at it from a place of like hey what you're doing is incredibly problematic or Mm -hmm. just minorly problematic or anything i feel like most people unless they're just a dick which there's plenty of those in star wars (laughs) i have personally encountered trying to level with someone i thought was my friend and be like hey bro this is not great maybe i'm just overly optimistic but there are situations where i have reached out to people like hey like no yeah, it's it's tend to be like 80-20 for me. 80% success rate, 20% very catastrophic failure. Yeah. 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 Which um, is good odds in my opinion. Yeah, that's better odds than I have, but I also do this in a professional capacity. So it's yeah. <laughs> um, I did not get to choose the people that I do this with. Yeah. Um but <laughs> but uh like it's really yeah. So that part is really important. And um, I think, oh, I said so many things. Um, I think again, to to become a better person yourself is that you need to diversify the people that you get your content from, right? Or, and I don't specifically mean like, oh, I listen to Star Wars podcasts, so let me find a Star Wars podcast that has like a diverse cast or whatever like that. I mean, like people that you are listening to just about anything and everything that's happening in the world, right? Is diversify your entire experience of living. Um, when you see someone retweet a thread from somebody and you're like, hey, that's a pretty good thread. Like follow that person now, especially because it's gonna end up being a woman of color. <laughs> but like just- and I. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go no, go ahead. Well, I was just to say, I think, I think on that note too, like we are all, we're very much inundated with messages of racism, sexism, and it's very mm-hmm. easy for us to say, okay, I need to find people, uh, you know, follow people who are a different race than me, a different gender orientation. But there are so many other ways to find diverse perspectives too that are equally important. People yeah. with different socioeconomic background, different educational background, different body oh, yeah. sizes. There have been a lot of issues with- in Star Wars fandom of class uh, divides. So much. Which is 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns out oh, when memories. you say like turns out when you say, hey, it sucks when you brag about your collections all the time because some of us can't afford toys and people just fucking lose their shit it's because so... their only their only like huge privilege is their class status. That yeah. that is also an issue that happens. So like you do need to spread it across the whole spectrum a- if you're trying to find right. diverse messages. Ableism is another big another big ableism one. is a very sure. big one. Yeah, like as a disabled person in, st- in Star, I'm not really in Star Wars Phantom anymore because I got kind of sick of it. You're yeah, because you're smart. <laughs> I was just like walking my Twitter down. I'm done with this. Um, yeah, and it's ju- and I think like the other thing too. I think mass reporting and block and blocking and blockchaining is something that I think a lot of people need to do. Mm-hmm. Like Ichibaka, I'm calling him out by name because it's a oh, fuck that guy. They've caused so many fucking. They've caused a lot of problems for me personally. Okay. <laughs> like as well as everything else and they need to be off the platform um but every time something like this happens it's like nobody actually they don't technically break any of the rules yeah which means it's really hard to get rid of them they've been fucking doing this for so long and they don't break any fucking rules technically yeah but you you also report them to anyone but also they straight straight up called me an idiot in my mentions before um and like to me that's yeah so i i don't know like and they still have such a huge platform they've written stuff about the podcast they like uh, like they got people to attack me over a fucking stupid tweet i made about eu fanboys i mean they were a huge part of my whole fucking thing that i dealt with yeah Um, fuckwits technically manson didn't do anything wrong yes he did yes he did <laughs> he, he definitely did he absolutely he, did just because it, he did not be the person who murdered someone does not mean that he is not responsible for what his followers did yeah. so <laughs> fuck you, hey yeah. if your followers like, <laughs> kill someone that's on you that's on the you. thing that fucking drives me crazy is like I got a 12 hour t- Twitter ban for saying I wanted to punch a turf and like my friend got banned off Twitter for saying they'd want to like kill somebody over a video game character in a joking way and like this uh, shit keeps happening and they can't get banned it's driving got, me crazy I got banned for threatening to punch your sister <laughs> when she said something super shitty to you I mean, that's right so, like, um, my flatmate got insta banned retweeting a politician and saying fuck you um, yeah. fuck you isn't even like a thing that you should be able to get banned for. No, absolutely not. Clearly um, the moral of the story here is that I need to be more aggressive with my friends because I haven't been banned on Twitter yet. Yeah. I haven't either, but I think it's again because I threatened to pee on people. <laughs> yeah, apparently that's and that that's within the Twitter. That, that that I haven't been banned for it yet. So I assume that that's like fine. If they say it's banned, I'll be like, you're just kink shaming me and then they'll have to unban me. Right. You're just kink shaming me. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how we got here. Yeah, don't uh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, don't like don't read and just keep tweeting. <laughs> All roads lead to staff peeing on people yeah, somehow. Yeah. Okay, it really, but, it really sorry, does. Sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. It's Rogue Pod. What do you do you expect? Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like you as an individual have the responsibility to widen your understanding and keep learning on your own, right? And again, don't wait for these big, terrible things to happen, right? Like things can be preventable um, if you 
acknowledge and if you learn and you know you nip things in the bud right like again it's the hey your friend said something like mildly creepy don't just let them get away with it (laughs) like you you have to actually talk to people and hold them accountable and like it's the sense that like you actually do have to have empathy and empathy means putting other people before your own potential risk, right? And either that risk is like, your friend's getting kind of mad at you or like losing Twitter followers or getting banned for 12 hours. Um, Like you have- Do you know how many, like I fucking tanked my Twitter follower trajectory and I don't give a fuck. Right. I already do that because I talk about tentacles. Um, But like it- I start yelling about fucking game stuff and they're like, ooh, games. But like you, you have to actually- have empathy because sympathy is useless um but like empathy is that you actually acknowledge that they're that there are people in a poor position and you can make it better for them at a like a little bit of expense of your own time your own uh, like having an argument with a friend um anything like that and like that's what people need to do um we're so concerned about like the individual again about like oh but that might be uncomfortable for me do you know how uncomfortable it is to wake up to death threats in your inbox because you tweeted please don't be fat phobic like which is worse and no amount of like (laughs) star wars clout or internet friendship is worth no that no no because again it is real people who are facing very real harm um mm-hmm. and uh yeah so those are my tips i was yeah. gonna be more succinct but then it yep. went on a rogue pod tangent. but then we're on rogue pondered um <laughs> basically i feel, have I feel like it's really important listen to, have... to people call people out directly yeah just be good people mm-hmm. i feel like it's really important to just call this stuff out though in the most detailed way possible because to me there's absolutely no fucking point doing this podcast if people think for a second that like we don't care about this stuff no one would think that like (laughs) i know i know know, like i said like i said just point and shoot if you call someone that you need to like you can message me and be like this person is being a fuck with seth go for them and i will do it yeah that's the one thing i love so much about being on this show is that we've I've never felt like I couldn't say things like that. Yeah. Um, That's what we like to be here for. Yeah. But like, again, like Danny and I actually had this conversation yesterday, Um, but it's the, it's the show. Don't tell Um, the, the, the DEI version of it or the good being a good person of it. You can't just tell people that you care and that you're a good person or like, this is important to you. Right. You show that, these things are important to you and i think let me take you to my hall of black friends where i have displayed on a pedestal all of my black friends so you can see that i am a good ally to him right exactly versus like we talk about all of these things all of the time not just when it's our fave not just when like it's a fandom issue that's blown up like we talk about it all the time because it's always important um and And yeah it can be fucking exhausting and frustrating all that it's fucking important it's important. And the more that you do, the easier it is, right? The easier it is to recognize those, those signs and those, um, and like 
especially like more minor, like covert um, microaggressions and things like that, the more experience you have talking about it, the easier it is and the easier it is to have a discussion about it. Um, and so like, you just need to keep doing it. And then it doesn't become such a big deal when, you know, you say to your friend, like, hey, that joke you just told kind of feels like a, like a rape joke. Maybe don't do that. Um, and they're like, oh, you're right. Heck, um, I'm really sorry I said that. And like, that's, that's, you should be able to do that with people you know and like people you care about. And yeah. you need to cultivate that relationship with people. Yeah, it can be scary to at first, but mm -hmm. yeah, it gets easier. But again, normalize it. You can't, yeah. you can't, ugh, this is, this is And the more often you therapy. do it, the more often people around you will do it with you because they'll yep. see you doing it. You see an example. Because yep. I've even seen it happen where like, nowadays like i'll see someone say something shitty and people that previously i wouldn't have expected to do it now will like reply to them and be like hey that sucks and yep. like yeah you start getting you get more people helping you and you help them and it builds into a good community and i think like the thing that i've just been kind of feeling since specifically since like all the Rosario Dawson stuff that happened. And I feel like I need to reiterate saying this, no space movie is worth this. No yep. enjoyment of a fucking space TV show or movie or whatever is worth people having to go through this. Uh, yeah. And if you think it is, you're a piece of shit. Like, yep. I'm yep. sorry. Like, Stop listening no... to our podcast literally right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you. If you think that like that, if you think like your enjoyment of an Ahsoka TV show is more important than all the shit that Rosario Dawson has been accused of, you know? So like, it, uh, I don't know. I'm so not looking forward to the next two plus years of people justifying watching the Ahsoka TV show. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start directly miss like miss like replying to people being like, Hey, this shit sucks. Fuck you. <laughs> like I'm reaching that point. I got really mad last night. Yeah. Cause yeah. I just see so many people still just being like, Oh, Ahsoka's so good. And I'm like, Shut the fuck up. And I'm going to start saying it. Then. Cause like, if this wasn't real life, because I have no filter and no ability to stop myself from saying things. If people were saying this to me in real life, I would literally be looking at them and saying, fuck you. So I'm going to start <laughs> reaching that point on the internet soon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you, yeah, you kind of run like, out of challenge. You're like the opposite of most people, Seth. We're, yeah. we're like, in real life, I'm like, oh, yes, it's very, very nice. Let me, let me, nice to meet you. And, and I'm not on the internet. <laughs> you're like I, the truly, I truly cannot help it. Like, I, when I um, went to visit my ex's family the first time, um, they said something that was like, racist or whatever and he had to look me directly in the eyes and be like do not because you could see me like sitting in my chair like fingers clutching the edge of my seat like ready to fucking go because like I can't help it the moment I hear it, I open my mouth and it comes out and I am already mad and so these people better watch out next celebration <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so if our listeners out there have any more questions about what we talked about um, or would be interested in like a more in-depth, less tangenty version of what we discussed, um, let us know. And I'm sure I slash we can pull something together um, and we can post it on our website um, for y'all. Yeah, and if you need someone use. to be a loud voice to yell at someone, you can message me. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Because again, we... We do, we do really care about our sphere responsibility, as Corin Horn would put it. <laughs> Fuck! Oh my god, I forgot that was him! Damn it, that was... Oh, so 
only good thing he's ever fought. Orin Hard, our beacon of of uh, social responsibility. I, just, I love. I'm, I I hate how much I love the phrase "sphere of responsibility." It's really good. It's perfect. And I forgot it was his. It's perfect. Um, you know, Cord would be a DEI instructor in real life too, right? Yeah, and yeah. I would be his assistant. I'd be like, Corn, sit <laughs> yeah. down. You need to yeah. sit down right now. Yeah, you need to sit because, like, honestly it does really help when white people talk to white people or like mm-hmm. when straight people talk to like it helps when you are part of the majority if you're if you have that same privilege like if it you're helps, in the in group right like it helps when you talk to your peers um because they will take it they often take things better from you um and like that is that is a very that that is like the basic of why under uh, why marginalized people need allies is because like you are in the place of privilege and power so you need to do something about the people who are around you um and make up that same privilege and power group um so so like yeah you you have to do it you have to do it because they they're not going to want to listen to right if it's about racism they're not going to want to listen to you know black people they're not going to listen to other people of color like they'd never want to listen to the people who are marginalized um because then it gets into the reverse racism like bullshit camp um and like you that is what being an ally is like being an ally is a verb it's not just it's not just a title you have it's an actual action that you continuously take um and like don't call yourself an ally never fucking call yourself an ally that is for marginalized people to decide about you after and while you are doing the work Mike, yeah just take that word right out of your vocabulary yeah <laughs> it's not yeah. helpful it's not productive and it's not a, a self-identifier nope nope and in my experience anytime it's brought up it's somebody it's by somebody who's definitely not one <gasps> i'm so shocked yeah <laughs> yeah that is what happens that's how it be listen we run a we run a training course called dei allies so like trust me on this oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man right because again like they want like privileged people like want to be at like some people want to be allies they want to be allies so bad but they, want then, their, uh, they want their i'm not racist transphobic or homophobic gold star right player. but then like it they bulk when it means they have to do anything uncomfortable um but that is what being like not is. watch every piece of star wars content release <laughs> right that's too much you're asking too much <laughs> um so yeah again if you have any questions or if you want us to like transcribe this part or if you want to have this be much more succinct, I can actually make a bullet point list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like we we as Rogue, I'm speaking on behalf of Rogue Padron. We as Rogue Padron want You're you Rogue to leader. be- We want you to be good members of our universe. Um, and I think most of the people in our community want to be that too um and we are happy to help you continue helping you because we have been this entire time and i know we have um so so yeah thanks thanks
Thanks. I guess. Great. Well, we spent our 150th episode <laughs> punching racism in the face. That feels about right. Honestly, so, that's Do you want to tell people where yeah. they can find us? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're doing these. We're finishing this fucking book today. I swear to God. Okay. We're gonna fucking do it. We can do it. Cliff Notes version. I will not read every Will and Nath quote that I highlighted because okay. it's so many. There's yeah. <laughs> chef's kiss. Yeah. So many. Oh, I'm going to use so many quotes in future angsty as shit fanfics. Oh, it's going to be great. There's some damn good quotes in there. Yeah. Some good stuff. Here we go. Speaking of allies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last time on Shadowfall, Erika Quell was forced to kill Ito by sacrificing D6 Elsmere Rachel, and after a dance death, passed the Sith Towers test and found a ship. Chasnachadik attempts escaping the cult with the help of the 201st pilot, Papal CD. That's not her name! Nope! <laughs> <laughs> Who then, obviously, betrayed her. So Chas said fuck you to the cult and ollied out with her B Wing. Will luck. Nath Tencent lose people on the way, but are finally close to Core 9. Unfortunately, Shadow Wing has also started taking control. Already started taking control. Will tries to send a message to them asking for peace, but Nath says, Hell no, brother! Kairos is elsewhere, still, taken out by a grave injury, but still hopefully safe. Surin Keys is doing his rat bastard thing, but now the messenger is back. The captain is still on the asteroid with the other half of Twilight Company. Um, disclaimer is I did write part of these notes on my sleeping pill, which does explain why I wrote Cheddar Free Starfall and Papal C D. Off to a good start. Chapter 20, Courage in the Ruins. <laughs> Core 9, it's big, it's ugly, and it's like a fucking bunker, obviously, because it's for mining underground. Yeah. <laughs> but Soren Keys doesn't actually give a shit about maintaining a siege here or whatever. Dude's got things to do and places to go, namely outside of Cerberon. His people are getting right into their elbow grease to get the ore freighter back into a ship that can actually do shit. Yadiz is pleased with Soren Keys' hardworking teams. Fuck you, Sam. Yadiz! <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm like 9 percent sure it's the last one I do on all of these notes, so I appreciate it while it's there. Oh, but Yadiz hasn't even donned skis while eating peas. Yeah, I know, it's fucking trend. Tragic? There we go, that's what I want. Yeah, that one. Tragies? Tragies. Flying on the trapeze. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I would like to announce that this is my last episode of Rogue (laughs) Watch. That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) We got to 150. Yeah. Thanks, Ash. Thanks. What's that, you, Ash? Don't let the door hit you on the way out, ease. (laughs) Off of the chat. <laughs> Soren Keys sees that this ship will be a grand flagship, and Yadiz humors him, humoring her. <laughs> Yadiz is grateful for being able to see the launch and watch them bring Troy back to the Empire. Ha <laughs> ha, you poor fucks. <laughs> and Klaxon goes, pew, 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 I guess, because that's what I wrote in the notes. No, it's going to go, bah, yeah. bah, bah, bah. <laughs> insert Death Star alarm noise. Yeah. Um, I think I did a the engineers continue their work because they're not going to stop now. Bruce comes running in to report that aircraft squadron are on their way. Bruce theorizes it might be a trap or a distraction. 
but Sauron refuses to rule out a full frontal attack because you can assume nothing when it comes to Alphabet Squadron. They may be chaos, Sauron but they are competent. Like be a full frontal attack, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, they may be chaos, but they are competent somehow. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> he does not want to see Shadowwing get beaten up for the third time. Will is zooming along, aware that this could be his last flight with the Zaywing. All ships report in. There's a dramatic reading here. Oh, I'm sorry, a what now? Shit. A dramatic reading. Oh. It's fine. Me and, me and me can do the whole thing. It's fine. Yeah, I was okay. like, I don't have my Kindle even kind of on this computer. <laughs> say, so it is, I'm it's sorry. in a different room. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, Meg, do you want to do this together? Yeah, let me find it. Could be our last run together. He thought, and skimmed glove fingers over the console. Let's make it a good one. His comm was open. Lark to squadron. He called. Hull ships report in. Rave standing by. Principi standing by. Ubelikos standing by. Vitell standing by. Tencent standing by. An A-wing interceptor, a Y-wing assault fighter, a V-wing antique, and three airspeeders weren't much against Shadowwing. Four of his pilots were still strangers to him. He'd never fully planned and executed a mission as sole squadron commander, and he was working with soldiers who lacked any reason to trust him after the loss of Gorgeous Sue. He wouldn't try to lie to them. I do believe, I truly believe, that we can win this. Will said. Let's look forward to talking about it tomorrow, huh? He heard the nervousness in his voice. If he'd been speaking one-on-one, -on -one, he might have been able to perceive what they needed, to hear them out and offer support or blunt honesty or dutiful professionalism in return. But here, Nath Tencent interrupts his thoughts. That's Will's way of saying these bastards are tricky, but they blow up when you shoot them like anything else. The others laughed. Will oh. laughed. Ha ha ha. So close to your whole last laugh. <laughs> Thank you, Nath. He thought. Less than two hours earlier, Nath had been ready to draw a weapon on Will. Now he was grinning and taking on the most dangerous part of the mission. Will wondered if he was trying to make amends. He doubted it, but Nath was a complicated man. Will trusted him to do his part, at least. He's a they complicated man! He's a complicated man! And no one understands him but his <laughs> atomic droid. We're talking Nath. They fly together in their shitty little ships, sticking close to the top of the canyons, and then suddenly the rock drops away and they're flying over a huge fucking hole because this is a deep mining facility. There are so many holes in Star Wars! <laughs> yeah, and then this book in particular. <clears throat> More like Shadow of, Hole, am I books, right? Right? Do you think Freed's <laughs> trying to tell us something? What? Get in the hole. Do you think Freed's trying to tell us something? <laughs> what do you think Freed is trying to tell us, Ash? I don't know, something. What are you suggesting? I'm muted Get in myself. the hole. <laughs> Get in the hole, Shinji. <laughs> Maybe the real well, friends were the holes we made along the way. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> Isn't that that movie? <laughs> holes? holes? Yeah, that one. <laughs> <clears throat> Will, Will is like, damn, that hole is ugly. Right. Will's like, nah. <clears throat> And I'm going to read this bit. Rock dropped away beneath them and they were suddenly flying above an enormous chasm where a hundred lesser canyons merged into a single basin. 
In the center of the basin was a domed cylinder of metal and jerkery that reminded well of a rocket silo. There was no architectural artistry in its design, nothing to break up the stark walls except for lines of fading yellow paint that might have once offered guidance to incoming ships. Yet for all its brutal mundanity, the sheer, shy, shies, the sheer size of the mega facility was daunting. It was large enough to distort perspective to make the surrounding cliffs seem impossibly small. It was a spike driven into the heart of the world, breaking and scarring the land such that millennia of erosion and tectonic shifts would only begin to heal the damage. It was the reason there was nothing green on the scar of Troy. Ugh. That was just that was just cool. I just like that. Also, I was really struggling to convey how fucking huge this thing is in notes because it's big. The dome opens up and obviously the ties... <laughs> I don't even know how to make a tie sound. Why did I write that? <laughs> what the fuck? What? How do ties sound? Nailed it. They're like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do that out of the dome. They shoot down at the 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 squadron shoots down at the ties with the plan to ascend away from the base when the ties catch up to get everyone away and up. They're just buying time. Nat's Y Wing is having the worst time because it's a Y Wing and also it's old. As they zoom across through the canyons, he's gotta hit top speed. Oh god, I have to read this bit again. What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> I know I know I said I wasn't gonna read all this stuff, but like I am. Um, <laughs> okay, wait, let me read my first bit to make sure it's not the same bit. Okay. Okay. There was a very real chance he was going to get himself killed. And why? For a squadron, for Will Lark, for Chess and Kairos and Quell, who might have been alive and might have been dead. He'd looked for other ways to serve Alphabet, but there were no other good options. Sorry, it, it was a good old Alexander Freed list I had. Yeah, mine was actually before that. Okay, go for yours then. Yeah. Um, cause it's when he like gets it and he's down there and he's like, oh, this mm. sucks. And so he's talking to T5. Um, and he's like, remind me why we're doing this? He asked. <laughs> T5 replied with a threat to take control. <laughs> <laughs> Nath smirked. He hadn't expected a better answer. And the truth was that he knew his reasons. They were stupid reasons, but he had them thoroughly cataloged. Nath was a practical man, but he had never been a coward. If you'd wanted out, he told himself, you could have gone out after Pandem Nye. And if you wanted to lead, you should have fought for the position. But he stayed. And no matter how much Will infuriated him, he didn't want to take command. He'd been through that heartbreak before. And even with the right crew, say, a band of thugs and pirates who could thrive following Nath's philosophy of self-interest, his days in charge were probably over. That didn't mean Will wasn't ungrateful. He wondered if the kid would ever understand. I'm so wow. glad you read that bit because wow. I didn't put it in the notes in the hopes that you would. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So Nat's range indicator near zero as the ship flies into the chasm. Will's squadron and the ties are up real high as planned. He aims for what he thinks and hopes is the entrance to the mining facility, then lets, lets loose everything he's got. He can't see if the bombing works, so T5 sends him a pic of a crack in the facility wall. Not huge, but enough. And here comes Twilight Company, oh. half of them. Uh, they pour out of the canyons towards the crack and the squadron rushes down to protect them. Will Leader gives his team commands like a real leader. Look at this boy go. I'm so proud of him. Will recognizes shadowing tactics being used by one of the ties. He wonders which pilot this is. Blink? Char? One of the others? He thinks about trying to reach out to the pilot, but he's too busy for it. Thank fucking God. Yep. He flies his A-wing with intuition like a Seravka and takes out the tie, but the battle has only just started. He heads back down to draw more ties away from the 61st. 
Will is about to get destroyed by two ties by a quartering himself. But from the shadows, our boy Nath saves Will's life. God, Nath, just stop calling him brother and get on with it. <laughs> Soren watches as Twilight spills through the breach in Cornine. He leaves one of Yadiz's aides in the control room and starts to head out to keep the rebel soldiers from getting too far. Yadiz walks in and informs him that they're bringing the freighter's engines online. And what better place for him to serve and command from than the bridge? He oh, I'm argues sorry. that he needs. Sorry, yes. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a little bit behind in my Kindle, but like I did have to highlight the actual paragraph in which. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. He only caught a glimpse of his savior, a Y-wing hovering in the darkness like a sniper. Somehow, in the chaos, he'd forgotten that Nath Tenzin could still be counted on. Mm. Uh, uh, come on, come on. Yeah, but they're brothers. <laughs> they're brothers. Yeah, like Sheridan and Bazar again. Freed Shadow Son. <laughs> I'm seeing you. Me, you know what's going. Like, you got this. <laughs> <clears throat> Soren argues that he needs to lead the defense from the front line so the evacuation can happen. Yadiz looks him directly in the eyes and speaks as if to a child and says, your freighter is nearly ready, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I know what you came for. She knew the whole time what he was here for. Obviously she knew. She's not, <laughs> he's no goddamn manipulating genius. He's no fucking Palpatine. Dude's a fucking idiot. Right. So he asks her to come with him and she says no, because it's her people who are going to hold the line while he gets his people boarded. It's a fucking sacrifice. The Emperor's fate, she decides, she says that the Empire's fate won't be decided by Troyth, but it could be decided by Shadowing. And he doesn't want to tell her that the Empire's doomed as much as Troyth uh, and nobody's coming to save them. So she should come with, but he doesn't because, you know, I get it, Soren. I would also try to save the whole governor, but he's not going to like let her down. No. Despite everything. So he finally accepts his shitty fate of continuing to let people down <laughs> and goes, it's been a privilege of having with you, governor. And likewise, she says, and she lets her real accent shine through. Yes. Uh, she was cool they, for like <laughs> she a was half cool. a minute there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, they exchange smiles and he leaves her behind. Nath hides in the shadows, playing goddamn sniper with his Y-Wing. He checks the infantry frequency. Carver has gone silent, and he better still fucking be alive. <laughs> Twitch, Twitch and Zab are leading the interior assault. Zab's plan is rush the bastards, which seems to be more successful than Twitch's more tactical plan of securing the compound corridor by corridor. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As, as Nath is, is thinking about the people, um, he thinks about Will, and he thinks, besides, the kid was almost as good at getting people out of trouble as into it. <laughs> yeah, almost as good. Zeb reaches the command center, but it's dark and empty. Will is not going to be happy when he realizes he's right about Shadowing running away. The rest of Shadowing finally reach Cornine. He and T5, Nath and T5, agree that the Y-Wing would be better off down with the infantry. Wolf Squadron takes on the ties, trying to buy the infantry as much time as they can. He recognizes a couple ties as twins from the Orodog cl cluster, and they use their old maneuvers to take out Prince Pi and Ubelikos. Man, Will can twins. do nothing to save them. He tells his ship that it did good. He doesn't <laughs> think that they're going to survive this. Then boom! A thunderclap hits the battlefield. Will looked up and laughed like a man drenched in rain as a shadow passed over the stars. General Sindula and Vanguard Squadron are here. Okay, let me just say, though, that's exactly what Baze did 
when the X-Wings came in and shot up that Star Destroyer, I mean, the shot up the AT-AT yeah. after, um, after he tried to bazooka it and it did not work. It's yeah. like poetry. It rhymes. You know what? I'm going to allow it because it's Shadow San's <laughs> other, other brother <laughs> romance couple. <laughs> so true. Like Hera had left Cerberon truly believing that the system was secure and that there was no way Erica and the dance trap could fail. Whoops. 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 <laughs> okay, Hera, I know it's been a while since you've been, <laughs> since you've been with think- like the ghost crew. <laughs> but like- I feel like Hera, Hera probably, you know, like the ghost crew got to a point where they like, were so in sync that they kind of knew what the other, like what everybody else was going to do before they did it kind of thing. And that now Harris just kind of, she kind of like forgets sometimes that she's not with like Kane and Ezra, Sabine and Zeb. (laughs) And she like puts way too much faith in people that she should not be putting faith in. We need, we need (laughs) the meme. The plan was very good. It's just, they didn't expect Soren Keys to have a different priority. Plans never go the way. Good plans never get executed properly. (laughs) This plan didn't even We need the meme that is touched. um, Yeah. We need the meme that is, Mom, can we have, and it's a picture of the ghost crew, and Mom says, no, we have ghost crew at home, and that is a picture of Alphabet Squadron. Can can we please? (laughs) I miss those idiots so much. So does Hera. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Also, she apparently has a kid throughout all this. Oh, that kid is somewhere safe. I'm I do not understand why Rebels decided to give her a kid and then never bring it up ever again. Because <laughs> I mean, this is not a good place right? for a baby. <laughs> I understand that, but it's like, okay, I feel like it'd be a little bit, I feel like it'd at least be addressed. <laughs> I don't think it's been addressed since they like made Jason a thing. They don't need to talk I, about it. I he's could not, be wrong about that. Somebody he's not here him. anymore. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, it's too late for her to think about if she made a mistake going to help Vanguard, all she can do now is help. It turns out Chas had sent an emergency message and Hera had gotten here as fast as she could. Oh my god, Chas. Chas did something Rushing... with forethought. That was yeah. good. Rushing headlong into battle was a habit she'd never unlearned from her rebel days. From the bridge of her new flagship, the Temperance, she gives the orders to ready fighters and power up the main batteries. It's time to go pew pew. Storm Vane asks if she's sure she wants to fire on the absolute mess happening below because they might take out friendlies. But her plan is to start the turbo laser bombardment at minimal power with wide dispersal, so one actually hurt anyone. Enough to grab attention and force the ties to break. And then he's like, what if Shadowwing comes for the house now? And she's like, Storm Vane, buddy, let's take one problem at a time. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I mean, earning bridges is what we do best. Alphabet Squadron, baby. <laughs> yeah, like what else yeah, can you yep. do at that moment? <laughs> Chapter 21, The Chaos of Victory. <laughs> okay. That's a promising that, that seems, name. That seems optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. Chess is right behind At least it's not the chaos of defeat. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It would be something if it was that, it would be like the perfect pain of defeat or some shit like that. Ooh. Yeah. Seth, are you actually Alexander Freed? I am aiming 
to write like him. Is this like a long con undercover marketing promotion? Is this why you keep telling us we can't have Shadow Son on the podcast? <laughs> please, please don't invite him on the podcast. I don't know how I'd figure that out. I don't know how I'd do it. <laughs> Hey, I can do hire a paid actor to play the role of Alexander Freed. <laughs> oh I mean, God. you've always described Freed as being like dweeby. Like, <laughs> it, it all adds up. Oh, this the is dots. the new Vader theory right here. You've connected the dots. Just <laughs> uh, right behind Van Alexander Freed. <laughs> <laughs> slightly smaller Alexander Freed. Uh, Chess is right, right behind Van Her B wing has had rush repairs, but it's still a piece of shit right now, of course. Yeah. There are, ships are all pieces of shit at this point. Yeah, she shoots into the melee uh, because with her allies so outnumbered, she's got better odds of hitting the enemy than anyone else. She's embarrassed by how absolutely relieved she is to hear Will replying to Hera. Hera says it's good to hear from Alphabet. Chess makes herself known to her squadron. Will cried out her name like Chess was the winning hand in a card game. Neth is also happy to see her. <laughs> she makes fun and of his Y wing. Neth <laughs> is also happy. She makes fun of his Y wing. As they fight, Will tries to ask if she's heard from Queller or Don. Nope, nope, don't think about that. We're not going to talk about it. The thing nope. about this that is so tragic is that both Chas and Erica need a reception like this from Alphabet Squadron, but only one of them is going to receive it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. Tragic. <laughs> Their forces are surviving, but not thriving. Chas realizes for once in her life that she doesn't actually want to die here because she has responsibilities now. I personally have no fucking idea what they are, but she's got them. Nath is like... Some of them. Yeah. Nath is like, hey... And I love responsibilities. Sure, would love to have some someday. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nath is like, hey, no music today. And then he bets her 20 credits if she sings. Apparently I'm reading this. I again, me. again, when you're a bro, you're gonna do it. Someone challenges you to do some stuff. Oh, well. It's happening. Yeah. It's on. Which is why as Chesna Chadwick rose into the sky and reduced a starfighter of the 204th to a ball of burning gas and metal, she began to wail into her calm. She sang about star charts and broken hearts and life as an outlaw, a ballad that had been pirated and altered and reassembled across the outer room for 20 years and still had more than its fair share of fans. Nath laughed, the Vanguard pilots cursed or ignored her, and the oscillating sound of particle bolts joined her as their orchestra. Oh, the pilots Fucking like, chess. Chess. Am I chess? <laughs> yes, I, I think yeah. we might both be chess. I don't know. Saf said chess started to wail into her comms, and all I could picture was chess going, Wow! <laughs> okay, you both got two very different sounds there. <laughs> I feel like it was a good harmony. <clears throat> Soaring Keys knows exactly how to course correct the battle, but it's gonna suck. His bridge crew is mostly the kids from the Edict, and they're young. He gets a line to Yadiz and tells her that the enemy naval forces have arrived, and she's like, Bro, get the hell out of here! Soaring does not pause, nor does he shirk. He does what he has to do. As the dome opens above, he sets a path of five points for the freighter and the TIE squadrons to rendezvous and escape. But there is a sixth squadron. Captain Dorita and her squadron will cover their retreat and meet up with them again in space. Mm -hmm. Of course, that squadron is going to survive and meet up with them in space. Absolutely. Sacrifices must be made. Goodbye, Dorito. Goodbye, Dorito. (laughs) 
Uh, Vanguard instantly falls upon Will's command with no hesitation. Everyone trusts that this is his fight and he'll lead them to victory, which is a big responsibility, but... Uh, yeah. This is another he'll lead part... lead them to victory's price, am I right? Stop it. <laughs> um, this, was, this, was another, this was another part where I felt very, oh God, I'm Will, um, was one. <laughs> Will felt pride at the faith of his comrades, and then he felt shame at his own pride. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> that boy. Will, stop being so relatable. <laughs> I was like, Will. oh! <laughs> Yikes on trikes. <laughs> a bulk freighter emerges from the mining mega facility and the ties retreat to it in a defense formation. The ground pounders have found no evidence of a bomb or anything in the facility. Turns out Will was right. Shadowing is fleeing. Yep. He hesitates a moment. Deciding what path to take. If he pursues, there will be more casualty on both sides. He thinks of Nat's word to him. I keep forgetting plurals. The night before the battle. If Shadowing picks up where they left off, you don't get to have regrets. He decides that he can live with that. He calls for Shadowing to power down surrender. There is, obviously, no reply. So Will gives the order to pursue. The bulk freighter has gotten three TIE squadrons above it, aboard it, as it roars towards the upper atmosphere, heading away from the Scar of Troyth closer to the more populated areas so that they have the cover of the orbital defense platforms. Fire Yadiza's people had taken control of the orbital defenses. While she'd clearly known Kiz's objective, she surely told her people that they were fighting for the planet. Yep. He asks to read off her pilots already, and she says, yep, she can escort them. He's like, cool beans, see you soon. And then her mark disappears from the scanner. Cool beans. Because she's dead. Yeet. Cool beans, a Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah, yeet. There's nothing cool beans no. about. Yeet dees. Yeet dees. There we go. Oh, I don't like that. I very much do not. That's like a combination of two memes. Yeah, I was like, you want to yeet these nuts? <laughs> <laughs> He knows that Troyth will never be reclaimed by the Empire because it's a she little planet. But he's never really believed in the Empire anyway. His belief lies in his people, who he's doing everything he can to save. You know what? Fuck the you, people- Soren Keys. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. And you're, I don't believe in the Empire. Fuck you. <laughs> These are the people who fought for him this on Troyth. This is Troyth. a great example of calling it like you see it. Calling out the problems. Yeah. Yep. Fuck Naming you, Naming the fascists Soren and calling Keys. them out. Soren Keys is cancelled officially. Cancelled. <laughs> now this is what is this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. I mean, I cancelled him before. Yeah, no, Soren yeah, Keys was cancelled like from the moment, the moment he stopped being Devin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Uh, so, anyways, the people who had fought on the planet for him, they were as majestic as any pilot in Shadow Wing. He tells himself to forget Soren Keys or remember Devon and then fucking gives the order to fire on all New Republic outposts. Oh, Devon would never. <laughs> Devon would fucking never, you fuckwit. He does it as a parting gift for all of the Imperial loyalists so they can continue the fight. Fucking asshole. Devin. We're so mad Chess. Devin. <laughs> Chess, here's the I feel like if we were like free. sitting down in conversation with Soren Keys, he would be like, I feel like you're trying to make me revert back to the person that I was instead of supporting me as the person I am. And, and we'd all like, be like, yes! yes! Yeah, we, we finally got it. Sucks. <laughs> you did not grow. You regressed, my guy. 
you suck. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to tell you that. <laughs> Chess hears the missiles fly free from the bulk freighter. Will gives the order for all ships to intercept any missiles they can reach. The priority is missiles. Chess's B-Wing is doing real bad and she can't reach the freighter, but she can reach a missile. She manages to shoot down the missile and a shockwave blows her back. She wonders what will become of her as her ship resumes its course. She'll be fine. Nath <laughs> has been flying low. No, she's definitely, definitely this time she's dying for sure. No, no, she's no. not, Cornhorn. She's not dying <laughs> this time. <laughs> I know we think that Will's going to outlive them all, but I kind of feel like the I worst think it might be Chess, Chess yeah. to outlive them all. Yeah. That's yeah. rough, oh, that's, buddy. That that's would... so much worse, though. That's, right. That is the worst possible way this could go. Yeah, that's rough, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Especially if she's going to that or Chess and Quell outlive them all, and they have to oh, no, no. Like, stuck Chess together to, to prison cell for the Chess rest of their lives. Chess has to kill Quell. <clears throat> that's the worst way yeah. it could go. <clears throat> Anyways, Ned has been flying low. He takes an unclaimed missile heading his way. It would take a yeah. miracle for him to shoot it down. So he has, you know, other thoughts. Mm. He thinks of Will and the people on Troyth who've been stupid enough to believe he could save them. He thinks of how Luke Skywalker was able to take down Death Star without a targeting computer. But he's no Luke. He makes his choice. You're good, Cornhorn, but you're no Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're good, Nath Tintin, but you're no Luke Skywalker. Yeah, because Luke Skywalker can be caught dead in a wide way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> R2's like, fuck no, I'm not getting in there. Yeah, R2'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> he directs all power except thrusters to his deflectors and then shoots for an intercept course. He's asking T5 if it's got any final words when he sees the missile and rose to hit, hopefully with the right timing. They hit the missile and his Y-wing is violently spun through the air. Huh? They've knocked out his guidance system and without its thrusters, it'll be a breeze to shoot it down now. They should be dead. Neth tells you five, it's boy, better be happy. Who's boy? Who's boy? <laughs> Finally, we return to Quell as she picks her way through the debris field in her fancy new ship. She sees the battle happening over Troy. After hours of learning the ship to get it to launch and hanging in space, catching up on what's happened while she was gone, she's come up with a plan and it's probably a really stupid plan. That's not said in the book. That's me saying that because <laughs> it probably is. It's gonna be. <laughs> she hears Hera over the comms and smiles. She thinks she hears Will's voice and relaxes a little at the realization that some of Ab's squad might actually have survived. Oh, Hera God. is gonna... She's gonna join back up with the <clears throat> squadron. They're gonna forgive her. <laughs> Hera is gonna be disappointed by what Quell intends. But at least at this point, Quill is now unable to disappoint Absquad any more than she already did. Oh, Hera's gonna be disappointed? <laughs> if you want to talk about people being disappointed, it's Meg Humphrey. It's all of Rogue Squadron. Podron. Rogue Podron. It's all of us. Meg, Everybody. I hate to share this with you, but you're the most Hera person I know. So, like, it, yeah. it's basically one of the same. Yeah. Yeah, because I think <laughs> I think I can leave my kids alone for a night out, and then I and come then back. Turns out you can't. Fire. You never learn. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I should have gotten the actual babysitter. <laughs> but I let the kids say. I let the kids talk me into believing that they could just be okay on their own. And, and Jeff, not. Jeff had the night off, and so you're just like, well, maybe this time they don't maybe need a babysitter. Nah. No. 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 Quell listens to the Imperial frequencies. Two Soren fucking keys. 
she briefly mourns Doritos passing because they kept an eye out for each other way back in the day. <laughs> she continues her course toward the freighter and activates her ship's cloaking system because her fancy new ship has one. She winces as her bicep brushes against her harness. There's a wound there, a fresh one, a burn where a tattoo had once been, a tattoo of five mismatched ships. When I read that, I was pissed. <laughs> I was. I think. So I think that was the line that broke my heart. Like that was the moment. That was the pinpoint moment. So angry. I cannot. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. She's been thinking about her future in the New Republic, because in the end, wouldn't everyone see her how Ito had seen her in its final moments? Just a war criminal who deserved punishment and death, and she doesn't want to die yet. Her ship clamps onto the freighter as it jumps into hyperspace. Chapter 22. Great. Buoyant spirits and something less than celebration. <laughs> that is a mood. That is yeah. an <laughs> understatement. Yep. <clears throat> it's days after the battle when they finally reunite in the rooftop gardens overlooking Radakia Plaza. With Shadow and gone and the capture of Yudis, it wasn't hard to take back control of the system. There will still be guerrilla fights and everything, but you know, that's happening. Hera thinks of it as a victory. Maybe something less than a victory. Who knows? Um, <clears throat> they're having a barbie. She spots Will and Chess and Will waves her over. Nath's <laughs> off. They're having a barbie. I know. They're <laughs> having a, they're having a, what, what was it? Uh, wiener roast. Yes. Can I tell you that can I tell you that there are probably six inches of snow on the ground in Wisconsin right now? And for the last three nights, my neighbor two doors down has been grilling outside in his backyard <laughs> like it's the middle of August. You gotta have a Barbie. I respect that. Like, you gotta have a Barbie. You gotta have a Barbie. You gotta have a Barbie. I, I guess. They just want to have a sausage sizzle. Will and Chess wave Hera over. Matt's off making the rounds and showing off his flash new metal. Hera says he, they're lucky he survived because that bitch. man carries loaded dice. Yeah, he does notices that, Will said. And though he smiled, Hera thought she saw something troubled behind the expression. Some unspoken doubt. She decides to ask him about that later. <laughs> the two <laughs> join her as she walks and murmur between each other, catching the other up on what had happened. Chess just kind of gets pissed and asks how much energy and resources they're wasting on this party when they could be feeding people on the planet. Hera says that fresh supply ships are coming in and it's good to keep her keep morale up. Chess is clearly better, uh, but Hera knows she's not entirely wrong because those people don't need food. But for now, however, they don't have the resources to pack up and start a new operation and leave these people to have all the resources. <laughs> Ness swaggers up through the crowd. Look at them all, together again. Chess echoes him, together again. And then Will says it too. Together again. Hera does not point out the obvious. Don't say They it. are, none of them, ready to talk about the ones they've lost. Don't the four of them say eventually, it, <laughs> The four of them, she doesn't say it, she doesn't say it. The four of them eventually join the troops of the Barbie, getting in on those sweet saucies. Chess sits with Hera, listening we're to the We're just gonna discussion. let that go. We're, <laughs> Meg, we're just gonna let that go. <laughs> Meg's face is very good right now. <laughs> and this is why you subscribe to our Patreon so you can sit on you can sit on YouTube and watch us record and you can see all of my facial reactions. <laughs> to my like weird kiwi slang. 
<laughs> Hera listens to, to sits with Hera. The four of them are all sitting down there, but she's like with Hera, listening to the discussion of half of Twilight being stuck on the asteroid. The captain was fucking pissed. So and like funny. Hera's not sure whether he was more mad that he didn't get to fight or that he left his people, but he's fucking mad. <laughs> Has so one of the mirror as seen on page 12 of Twilight Company yeah. is pissed. And I wish we'd seen it in the book. So funny. I imagine them just fucking going off at okay. Twitch. I just I love so much about how Freed had to sideline his own favorite character and just be like <laughs> I feel like go. he, he's safe go. over there. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and like, obviously, Brand was with Namira. So she's right. also fine. Because they're too OP. Like, yeah. you can't. Yeah. You kind of, if Brand had been there, they would have turned out a lot better. Yeah. They're too <laughs> competent for Alphabet Squadron. Right. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta split them. Chess watches as Will and Neth chat with Vital and Dennis. Look, Vital survived. How nice. Oh, um, nobody so invites Chess over because nobody needs to. Um, she doesn't join them anyways. She feels a distance from everyone. Oh. Chess says that the troops on the asteroid were pretty bored with nothing to do. Literally nothing and no way off. And she asks if the same was true. It's so funny. It was true for Chess. Yeah, she says, totally boring. Didn't do anything at all. Nothing happened. It was You're in a cult. <laughs> Hera obviously doesn't believe the lie. I'm very worried about Chess right now. <laughs> oh, I'm very worried about Chess. Um, she hasn't opened the box of Lettuce's lectures on her ship, but she also hasn't tossed them. Hmm. She remembers Lettuce saying that she'll always carry a seed when she hmm. leaves, and they will welcome her back when she returns. Hmm. She hasn't dreamt of Coruscant or had any alcohol since leaving. Yeah. Yep. It's Damn. Fine. It's fine. It's working. Why is it working? Why do cults always work? Because it's a cult. (laughs) Because it's a cult. Mm. There's been no word on the freighter, Sindula says, that they will find Shadowing, however, soon enough. And Chess plans on being there for the end of it all. Will tries his damn best to involve Chess, but she's just not keen and kind of ignores him. He also hasn't reconciled with Nath. Um, He's hoping, he's thinking that Nath Hadn't been a team to die, partly because of Nath, but also because Nath had not sent Will a final message. He's, listen, he is mad that Nath knew that he could have died, that he should have died, and he didn't say goodbye. <laughs> and like he's like, okay, so clearly he didn't mean to die because it's the only way that I can fucking forgive this. Baby boy. It's mm. baby, 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 baby boy. Just get yeah. your shit together. Listen, <laughs> Nath is stupid. Nath is stupid. He was he not would... thinking about that. He was thinking about this fucking missile. No, he would have, even if there wasn't a missile, he would still never think of like, better say my final goodbye to Will to anybody. He would yeah. never think of that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, just the kind of idiot. dude he is. Like, well, yeah. Will, Will, like, Will. I get it because I'm you, Will, but like, no. <laughs> no. Everyone drinks and eats and talks about the dead, as they do. Nasha Gravis, Adan's second in command, eventually takes Nath away to talk to him. Chess fucks off too, but Hera asks Will to stay a minute. She tells him he did good despite everything, and she says she's going to be backing him, and she'll be with them as they take down the 204th. Will heads off, 
He considers composing a message for Blink, but that fantasy has faded now. Instead, he composes a message to his elders back on home. He dreams of flying and vows to make his way back. <laughs> Gravis. Did Will finally it... learn the consequences of both cider ciders, both sidesism? I think he has. Both cidersism. Yeah. I love oh. I love having two ciders. When you go up between two, two ciders, you go, yeah, both ciders. You, okay. <laughs> well, Gravis. <laughs> Ash just leaves. So much for Ash's, Ash's new good internet. <laughs> the top of back. And for the chapter, I like to think that it was because of my bad joke. <clears throat> Gravis says that they really don't want to talk about Quell, talking about the other three back there, and Nath agrees. Nath admits that she might have made it out, but that makes everything way more complicated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we know where she is. <laughs> yep, we sure do. He knows the Ab Squad won't be the same, but they're in it till the end. He notices Sundula frowning at something across the plaza and turns to see a tall humanoid woman moving their way. <gasps> legs wobbling. She's wrapped in gray cloth be? that looks like it's sewn together Who from blankets and stained sheets. Who was could it be? There was nonetheless something familiar about her outfit. Nath couldn't place it. Her face didn't help. He didn't recognize her species. Certainly didn't recognize her features. What he initially took to be skin was a set of chitinous plates perfectly covering her bald head. Gaps in the mauve plating revealed deep set eyes and thin black lips. As she drew closer, he saw that the plate's edges were chipped and discolored. She gave the impression of a creature scarred. She said his name in a guttural voice. He stood up along with General Sandula. He knew she, who she was. I am healed, Kairos said. <gasps> I should have done a more guttural voice. I am healed. Too close to your cheaters voice. Too close to your Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Wait. How do I do guttural? Go like, I'm healed. I really wish you had said, I am Groot, but I am healed is fine. I'll take it. Anything that's not your tigress voice is great. I'll practice. I'll practice for the next book, I promise. Because it sounds like she might be talking a little bit more in the next one. I almost started reading the book instead of reading my notes. You might as well at this point. No, this this. Um, this I'm so glad we finally got Kairos reveal. I'm I'm bummed that she also got sidelined for most of the book, but I'm hoping that this moment means that we'll see lots more of her in Victory's Praise. And you know what? At least that meant that she was safe. Yeah, like that's kind (laughs) of part of it for me. It's like the captain and Kairos were safe, and that's all I need. Well, <laughs> if, if Alexander Freed fridges a character, actually a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Nath That's why they didn't grins. put Gadron in this book, because he's like, I can't yeah. do it to my boy. Yeah, Gadron's <laughs> off on Solace yeah. looking after those people. It's fine. Yeah. The hologram of Grand Admiral Ray Sloan tells Soren that it's good to Hello. finally meet him. Yeah, she's here now. Finally, a competent writer with her. I mean, there were other competent writers with her as well, but we're just not going to talk about the other one. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> he tells her that his experiences in Cerberon have humbled him and given him a broader view of the war. He's come to her because the people looking to the two or fourth for hope, people like Yadiz and the people of Troy, deserve more. 
Ray Sloan's like, hmm, yeah, no, it sounds fair. I'm going to send you a rendezvous with Cornwallis. Come, come meet me. Um, she has a possible mission in mind for them, even. And they'll get their new orders shortly. Sloan out! And, Wait. yes, the fucking messenger guy. is still here because, of course, somebody brought it aboard in their final rush to escape. The messenger will never go away. <laughs> it's still it's- there! so upsetting <laughs> i want someone i want someone to edit all the star wars films to have just like a messenger in the background of every single scene <laughs> it's so, funny. so upsetting <laughs> it or at the very pretty... least the sequel trilogy <laughs> yeah it is pretty fucked up at this point um it tells him that he is one of many tools he punches it smearing blood across the faceplate just, I guess, doing a blood sacrifice, Stop man. feeding it! Stop yeah. feeding it! Stop feeding it! And it says, Operation Cinder is to begin at once. No! An echo or a portent? Mm. Well, I mean, at least he's correct that sword keys is a tool. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. The one good thing the messenger has ever done. <laughs> Got one thing right. <laughs> Quell is in an unpowered cargo turbo lift. The closest thing to a cell that they have. The door opens and she is met once again by Soren Keys. He asks her why she's here. Good question. She Fuck. tells him that Lieutenant Erica Quell is reporting for duty. Fuck and you. And with that, Shadow Free Fall Stars is done. <laughs> Fuck you, Quell. Fuck you. <laughs> the next book is going to be great. Like I'm so excited. It's gonna okay, be but great. she's undercover, right? Like that's I, gonna that's be the, the reveal. Thing. Is that like I'm I hoping. think if this was a different, if this was a Rogue Squadron or a Race Squadron book, I would say yes. Right. But this is a Shadowfall yeah. book. It's this really is, hard. He is hard to predict. You genuinely cannot figure out what he's yeah, gonna do. This yeah. is like I don't, I don't. I can't go with what my heart wants or what my yeah. heart thinks. I don't trust it because it's going to be a little bit slippery. Cause like the way that Erica was talking really, and like her experience with Dio, like Dio, Dio's not in this with Ito. Yeah. I'm like, that's not Dio. <laughs> Sorry. With Ito, like genuinely felt like she really has given up on the the new republic right because in the end it's going to be the same no matter what she does no matter what good she does like she is always going to be a traitor Um, yeah and a big part of that is she knows that she knows that alphabet squadron will never have her back and she knows that she's more of a liability to them than anything else right and also because she goes back to what she knew right and she lied about a bunch of things and like and also because like with soren coming back right like i don't think she would have come back if oh yeah like keys wasn't there but her whole foundation was shaken by him being there right and so like everything that could knock her down as a person happened right and like she's kind of safe to return with keys there because keys does know the entire situation um and so if anybody was going to let her come back in without just like murdering her on the spot like keys assumed what have happened to him when he came back um it would be him uh and so it's mm, it's really difficult to tell but then like adon you know his his death throw words of like moving forward and like making amends through what you do but like 
I don't know. She misunderstands so many things. <laughs> here's my, uh, my, she here's learns my... the wrong lesson so many times. From literally everything. Here's my hot take. Here's my, my speculation. I think she is, she's not like rejoin the Empire, I don't think. I think she's trying to make amends and she will and then she'll immediately die afterwards and Alphabet Squadron will never know that she tried to don't you fucking say right. wow <laughs> you know what this book these this trilogy is called alphabet this this these novels are called alphabet ash alexander free is on the zoom call don't give him these ideas <laughs> he does not need Look, this feel i'm just saying i'm just sense. saying that's how i'm that's how i'm reading this uh, i know star wars and star wars breaks rough. my heart every single time though i, 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 I do briefly... have like a propensity for angst though so i don't <laughs> I do too, but the series, the series, the series, because they changed, they changed the, the subtitle on the books, is Alphabet Squadron, which means that, like, in the end, in some way, they have to come back together. In some way. I'm not saying in a good way, but I they mean, will I, eventually reunite. But I definitely think it's, it's, it's within Freed's MO to be like, yeah, Quell did this, but she tried, she, like, made it right in the end. And it's also a very Star Wars thing, right? You made it yeah. right in the it's end. It's gonna be, whatever know. happens, like, he knows that the core of Star Wars is hope. Yeah, um, but if she might, she, or she might die, and then Al- Ab Squad knows what she, whatever she did to, like, make things right. But she's dead. <laughs> yeah. I still think they have to reunite together in some way. It's gonna happen. Gonna oh, happen. Yeah, maybe. dead. But also... I am very curious by the change in subtitle on these books. What are you talking Del Rey? about? Oh, with um, Alex Freed tweeted about it recently with like a picture of the new book. Hang on, let's see if I can find it. Yeah, it's the, the it wasn't like a um, like a, oh yeah, okay. He said March second is coming up fast, and with it, the end. Oh, do things end of the Alphabet Squadron trilogy? Not much more to say yet, but time to change my pin tweet, I think. And then it's an Alphabet Squadron novel. Nothing. Although I think that does do because of the new timeline thing they're doing. But anyways, Shadow, he did Shadow say... Shadowfall said an Alphabet Squadron novel on it too, though. Yeah, no, it's part of the new thing. But the main thing I'm saying is the Odoo things end thing. Interesting. But not much more to say yet. That's the thing that, that's interesting to me. <laughs> say it, man. Say it! You um, want it You want it so he bad. Has, he has more to say later. Yeah, but I want to say it now. I mean, I want the thing you want too. I just, I, and don't I'm the conspiracy I'm theorist saying, on the pod. No. Just... Look, look, look. I don't think I, we're actually going to get more Alphabet Squadron novels, but I am very keen because they have been just keeping Oh, I think we might. I just don't think around. that that is evidence for it. Oh, oh that made me dizzy. Um... <laughs> Anyways, look, last week we asked you which badge are you most excited to earn in your next cult? Uh, did any of you want to share an answer to this question? Mine, mine is the transcription badge of transcribing all of the, um, like the lectures and stuff. Oh, that's a nice one. Yeah, I take, I write. I was like that's something nice that one. involves writing, but obviously, writing individuality stuff is not going to be accepted. So I can transcribe. That's a useful thing to do. It's accessible. I feel like if I was in a cult, they'd have me like build stuff. So like a woodworking merit badge. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. That's the usefulness I bring to the cult. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to throw back and say, I want the snow cone badge. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> For making the nicest snow cones. <laughs> um, I would want a merit badge for like really nice displays 
of like our our culty like symbolism things like decoration arts and, and crafts like, yeah like Cult, just, arts and crafts of just like because I used to do like the window displays when I worked like in retail and stuff like that so kind of like that vibe of like arrangement right of like making it so like the 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 noobs to the cult or potential cultists um would feel like yes this is like I love this aesthetic like this totally feels like right for me like it'd be like the the cult vibes badge cult vibes hashtag cult vibes hashtag cult vibes (laughs) all right Jamie said chant leader for sure nice chant leader i love that that's a it's hard to lead chants right it's like yeah it's um like in in japan i'm sorry in japan (laughs) (laughs) makes your feeling your secret past yeah that was a segue that just happened (laughs) in japan they have like for for like events but in particular you see this in high school anime a lot um where there's like cheer space leaders um where like you get chosen to like be the one who leads the actual cheers and like you have you have a uniform like you have a separate costume um and like it's a big fucking deal because you have to have the presence and like the the gravitas in order for people to like follow you but also be a little bit scared of you very important very important or like drum majors and marching bands, same thing. Matthew said, the cult <laughs> of Bodhi and Borgullet. Glistening, of course. <laughs> what I would you have that. to do to earn the glistening badge? Glisten. <laughs> Answer the glistener question. Yeah, so not not many of our listeners got this badge. Uh-uh. No. Um, but of course, Tom the fanboy did. Tom said, harem management. <laughs> Spouse to cultist ratios. Reporting polyamory efficiently on tax forms. Xeno compatibility in harem members. Harem member teamwork. And remembering (laughs) names. You know what? Somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to keep track of that shit. Creepy. I'm just going to come out and say. I mean, like. (laughs) Looking at cults in general, I feel like yeah, the cults like, are kind of creepy. Like, is there was... a non-creepy cult out there, though? <laughs> yeah, also, I like... do. I do. I do appreciate that there's um xeno compatibility stuff. That's yeah, cool. but like, not everything <laughs> needs to be like sex creepy, you know? <laughs> like that's where it gets. That's where that's Quote, where not everything needs to be sex creepy. Meg yeah, Humphrey, like where... January twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. That's where like the boundary is between like is this just a weird ass cult versus like do I need to call the cops? Right? Is the kind of the <laughs> definitely kind call of the, the boundary? Right? It's the oh how hmm, wait so the leader has several spouses but no one else is allowed to have several spouses or like yeah oh, the big podcaster's young, two wives but i have no wives how are they how young are the spouses that they take like and like i i this is how many of our earth cults <laughs> operate because many of our earth cults are steeped in this one 
man wants to have all of this power and that includes like sexual power and control over usually women um but also can just be under anybody um but i'm thinking of like a cult that i would actually want to be in like (laughs) (laughs) like to be fair to be fair what this seems to be is like management of like the ratios and like the teamwork and everything involved yeah but like it did it didn't specify that like it's good i wonder why our listeners don't give us responses to our questions You gotta, you gotta accept. It's about just, a cult. Just because, just because the cult doesn't mean things can't be a little bit more equitable. I don't, I don't think that. Hashtag I don't think that's gonna A-cab. continue. All it's gonna cults continue are this. born from creepy backgrounds. I'm just, saying, <laughs> I'm just saying. We were talking about our ideal space cults, and that is. We, to be fair, we did not clarify that in the question. Fabi he said, "Gee, I didn't end up in a Catholic cult like my mom's side of the family badge." It's a pretty good badge. It's Suara good. said, "The Jellicle badge." Oh, fuck off, Suara! Oh no, I just realized that he said he left in like fifteen seconds. Suara, I'm so I'm not sorry. Actually, no, you deserve sorry, it you for meant that. It. No, don't <laughs> apologize. You said it because you I'm meant not it. apologizing. I'm not apologizing. Not Saf working tirelessly for the last five minutes to come to Tom the fanboy's defense to immediately then throw Suara <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> okay, I do want to say that Tom did add consent as part of the harem management, but they're all cultists, so you know. No, that doesn't even negate your point. If you, if you, if you, if you run off, Meg, Meg, it's a cult. Meg, there's no such thing as a good cult. Just accept it. (laughs) Danny, for the love of God, move on to the next question. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Liam said, "My cult man, you two could take this offline." Liam said, "My cult (laughs) merit badges would be in Lego building, orienteering, and kayaking, which are thankfully very pure." And I appreciate this response so much. Lego building cult sounds good. Is everything they build out of Lego? Not the whole cult. I think just in the Lego. I mean, not the but people, but maybe the maybe it's a Lego cult. <laughs> So what you're saying is Liam would be the leader of the Lego cult full of Lego people. (laughs) Sounds like it, yeah. The Lego cult does have a racism problem, though, so... (laughs) Don't bring up the Lego racism again! (laughs) No, we're gonna talk about it! Dylan said, the cult merit badge I'm most excited for is the abstinence and purity culture badge, which I'll flaunt for years, thinking that I am a superior and deeply moral cult member, but no, I'm just asexual. (laughs) This is a fun... That's, yeah, that's a really easy badge for some of us to get, I feel. <laughs> Dylan gets my Bodie. Because <laughs> same. <laughs> I'm giving my I want to give Liam. a Bodie to everybody except for Swara. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look at the list again. You know what? No one gets my Bodie. I get my Bodie. That's how it works, Meg. <laughs> Seth, you have given yourself a Bodhi one. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. That wasn't that long ago even. Yeah, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to. You can't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> I'm not telling you you can't do it. You can do it if you want. You're a world leader. This right. week's listener question is, what is Erica No, wait, Krell it was Jamie. Even- Jamie, J- Jamie gets the... Jamie gets the- Oh, Jamie gets We it. have yeah, been podcasting for, for so long. For oh my God. <laughs> This week's listener question is, what is Erica Quell even doing with her life? 
fucking give us it your, up. Give us your speculation for book three. <laughs> All right. You can give us your answers on Twitter at RoguePodron. Our email is RoguePodron at gmail.com. Our website is RoguePodron.com. Want to join in on the stupid Star Wars conspiracy theories? You can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash RoguePodron, where there's access to our Discord server. Subscribe via the RoguePodron feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google, or you can just yell at the moon for a while. Rate reviews on iTunes! We have... That's not a review, is it, Danny? We have a new review. I found we one. We have a new review? Oh my the god, oh my god. The moon doesn't want to hear us yell shit The moon might want to hear us, look. I just, need to, I just need to zoom in a lot so I can read Sorry, this. you gotta zoom in on this one. Yes, man. Yeah, I, got, I really gotta zoom in on this one. Hang on. My little Chromebook can't handle it. Okay, I got it. Renewed my love for the wars that happen in the stars. Five stars! By High Rollcast. I found this podcast completely on accident and have been in love with it ever since. For the longest time, I was afraid that I'd fall into a pit of Star Wars fatigue, Disney fatigue really, but listening to the LBT podcast really brought me back into the fold and made me excited for the next Star Wars. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. This is not about our podcast. <laughs> this is not about us, Daddy. <laughs> Did you fucking pick the LBT review? <laughs> Daddy, you got me so excited. We, we needed a iTunes review. I thought, you know what? It basically is the same thing. <laughs> God damn it, Danny. <laughs> I don't know how to zoom out now. I can't escape. <laughs> Meek, let us go. Set us free. I will set you free. You don't want to finish reading the review? <laughs> <laughs> no, no it's Dang. gone i deleted it <laughs> so it is next, annihilated next time we'll surprise you with a little something something uh, do something but until season then, 19 yeah season oh shit 19, season 19 yeah. yeah season 19 we're gonna surprise lucky you with a little something, something. Yeah. yeah lucky number 19 for some reason <laughs> sure 19 is someone's like it's number. my golden season <laughs> I don't know what that I'm means. Born on, I'm born on a 19th. It's it's you did, uh, did we not celebrate all your golden podcast seasons? No. I might was the second, so Mine no. Was the sixth. No. I'm <laughs> not doing that. Okay, Yours is Iron Fist, Meg. I'm 28th, so you know that works, I guess. Oh, so we're still waiting for ashes. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take Will a while. We get to ashes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the way we number seasons, probably. Um <laughs> so. Next time, we're going to kick off season 19 with a little special something-something. But until then, watch our Twitter, call out problematic, terrible people, and stay safe, I guess. <laughs> Be good I, people. I need as, they say, as they say on um, Kill Count, be good people, which is I a great sign up, honestly. But you should be good people. And what, <laughs> what would Meg Humphrey slash Seth do? <laughs> <laughs> very chaotic question yeah um, there are also but, two wildly different answers yeah, yeah. <sighs> but until then this is rogue padron signing off pash out pew 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 you freaking pew, pew. <laughs> I'm, still pra- I'm still practicing the tie i'm getting one day Pew 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 p